Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Deadwood Interviews, the second episode. This week, we're taking a turn from uh, a writer, and we're going with a musician. With me today is songwriter and guitarist and lead singer and all-around decent human being, Mike Lee from Broken Machines out of Austin, Texas. Mike, you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. What's up, guys? What's up, uh, everyone? Yeah, how was that intro? How did it sound again that we had to redo it because technology uh, can suck it and crashed and lost everything that we did? <laughs> because the universe was like, hey, guess what? No, uh, try again. No, it was, it was uh, you know what? The, the fifth time around is always the best one, you know? I think so. I th- a lot of people make a big deal about the third time. I find that once you break a baker's dozen, you really find the sweet spot. I'm going to tell you what, single digits are overrated. Okay. That's true. That's, that's, that's true. So anyway, we're, you're coming to us out of Austin, Texas, which is my town. All right. I'll say that right now. I love I, Austin, Texas. Oh, yeah. It's, it. a, it's a great city. I didn't know. Are, are you from Austin or you just love the city? I itself? honestly, I've never been there, but they've named some trees <laughs> after me down that way, which I find very flattering. And uh, I feel like once I do make it down that way, I'll be right at home. They will welcome you with open arms. We'll probably have a parade. They don't have parades over here, but I'm sure if you showed up, there would be a parade. That's on my rider for visitation, that there has to be a parade that welcomes me into the city limits. I'm going to tell you this, though. Yeah. Uh, if you if you do come to Austin, be prepared to live here forever, because most of the people that come visit come back and just stay. It's a uh, it's an Austin saying that says thanks for visiting. Don't move here. <laughs> so <laughs> really, that's a real thing, man. Especially especially during uh, South by Southwest, you hear the term "don't move here" more than you hear the term "Hey, how are you?" Well, that's because when a circus rolls into town, you don't want the elephants to rent an apartment, right? <laughs> yeah, you just no. you just want to make some money and and tell them to move on down the line. You, if, you having people the- come from. Uh, from Burning Man and stuff like that to live in your town would just lower everybody's <laughs> property value. That's ridiculous. Really I think I think it's something like uh, I think they said it's on average of uh, two thousand people move to Austin the week after South by Southwest every year. It's, now is that because they get too drunk and stoned where they spend all their money and they have no choice? <laughs> if, I mean, it could be the weed thing. I mean. It's yeah. it's illegal here, but it's openly accepted like it's, you know, like you're drinking coffee. This is the first place I've ever been where smoking in public isn't even a concern of the cops walking by, even though right. it's still illegal. Like well, I don't understand why it's illegal in the rest of the country. I don't smoke weed personally, but I don't give a shit if you do. It's not really hurting anybody. I've never got into an altercation where somebody was like, calm down, man. That guy's just stoned. He doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> he's just like, back off. I've smoked three joints and I'm, I'm feeling antsy. The two things you have to worry about is them trailing off in a conversation and them creating something that seems absolutely disgusting but tastes amazing oh like, yeah well the- you know the stone cooking kitchen is amazing that's that there's no way that a food truck would come up with a macaroni and cheese chicken finger <laughs> sandwich if it wasn't selling to stone people it would never happen chicken and waffles is a big thing out here i never ate chicken and waffles in my life till i came to austin 
And I was like, oh, here's a chicken and waffle place. And then next door, a chicken and waffle place. And I'm like, are you kidding me? But, yeah, well, that's also a stoner thing. You get stoned and have chicken and waffles. Come out, <laughs> walk 20 feet, walk. look over and go, you know what I could go for? <laughs> you know what I need right now? Yeah. Some chicken and waffles. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's talk about the music scene. So I know I'm, I've never been there, but I do know that Austin has a killer music scene, more specifically a live music scene. I, I've I've lived in Austin uh, about a year and a half now, and I mean I I came here like a, a large portion of the rest of the people that are here is 100% because of the music. Um, amazing artists have been coming out of Austin for a very very long time. One of the main things is the fact that Austin has the the most live venues, uh, live music venues uh, of any city in the country. Uh, Austin does claim to be the live music capital of the world, but I haven't fact checked that. So, um, <laughs> but, but there's, there's over 250 live music venues in the city. And that is a, a massive number. It dwarfs almost any other city in this country. It used to be, there were very few places that you can get published. New York was, you know, your main hub of uh, publishers and respected publishers and then the publishers started to spread but then all of a sudden self-publishing which has always been around but has been um, a little bit more accessible because the cost came down with print on demand and stuff like that you don't have to buy 10,000 copies of your book at once you can print them off one by one when you make sales so it makes it a little easier for more people to get into which is great but it's kind of like in the music world you used to have to go to an actual studio and rent time and and uh, pay the engineers and stuff like that if you wanted to put out your own stuff. Or you had to wait until you played a live show or something like that, or you played a, um, uh, a showcase, and then there'd be an agent or a representative from one of these uh, studios who would invite you to come down to do a demo. Now that, yeah. Yeah. Now that in the music <clears throat> world, you have so many programs uh, that are cost effective that you can just put on your laptop or even your phone now, you don't even have to, it's, it's past the point of needing to buy your own six track mixer, right? And build a little studio in your basement and, and mic everything like that. It's even easier than that now because it's all digital and you can make a recording that is the quality that are coming out of the sound studio. So on one hand, it's great that technology has come to the point where artists are able to do more for themselves. But on the other hand, there are people who have no right <laughs> doing certain things and making certain things that are flooding the market and, and, and almost making it harder for the talent that's going it themselves to get recognized because they give so much of it a bad name with, with you know the indie music scene. There's such great stuff. And then there's stuff that's just sort of white noise that you have to get past to find a good band. Yeah, well, that's, that's absolutely true. The, the market uh, ability to, to get music out there that would otherwise have been buried under uh, established artists or established styles, which is, which is really amazing because now there are so many subgenres of music that it's kind of overwhelming, but it also allows you to, to go down these different, these different musical rabbit holes and discover stuff. But also, like you said, there's a lot of shit out there, but with, I mean, that's how grunge became a thing. You know, it was, uh, they were just garage bands until someone was like, hey, listen to this. This is a weird sound that would have never been picked up before. And, and you're getting a lot of that now with the digital age, because now instead of uh, 30,000 
people making music that's getting out there on stages, you're getting 30 million. Oh, back to what you said earlier, the movement. There's a massive, a massive music movement happening right now um, in Austin. Sorry, backtrack 17 minutes. There's, a, <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a, a, a massive movement in Austin happening right now. Hey, you know how, you know how people used to joke about um, the 80s never yeah. coming back? Right. And, and, you know, all that. The 80s are fucking back. Yeah, they are. In Austin. It's. It's the eighties and the nineties. And one, not just not just like the the way people are dressing down here, I it, which which is I was at a pool hall uh, a a few weeks ago and I felt like I was in nineteen ninety six because <laughs> everybody was it was terrible. Everybody was wearing stuff from the nineties like that that red and white striped too big forum polo shirts. Fuck yeah they fucking, were <laughs> They were looking yeah. good. They were crisp as shit. I love it. <laughs> they were crisp. <laughs> Popping collars. No, and then and then Alanis Morissette was playing over the radio, yeah. uh, over the the jukebox, and I was like, oh my god, Jagged Little Pill. Like somebody went and just like picked every song from Jagged Little Pill and yeah. played it, and I was so, like, some girl just oh broke up with god. her. Some girl just broke up with her boyfriend. <laughs> She's like, you know what? Fuck him. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Like that guy. I want to listen to Ironic Come on, 17 girls. times. Let's just dance. We don't need him. <laughs> I want to express myself through the art of music and dance. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, with the live music scene here, there's, uh, 80s have been a massive, I mean, as much as people rag on, on the 80s, uh, the, the music was, a, was, I mean, pivotal to to rock music in itself. The 80s pop did so much for rock music, almost as much as grunge did. And it's just underrated with how how influential it was. And it's coming out. It's uh, the fusion of of 80s pop and uh, just good old early 90s and late 80s rock music has has really happened. Again, kind of, and I lost my train of thought. Don't worry, don't worry. You, you didn't, you didn't really pick up any momentum anyway. So what we're gonna do? <laughs> you're like, I just at at one point I almost I heard you go into full panic mode. You're like, shit. If I keep talking, <laughs> I, was, I was like, I was like, I want to hear my own voice, yeah. but also I forgot what I was talking about. Why can't this thing <laughs> crash again? <laughs> I want to start over. <laughs> Well, let's let's jump Those into that. Are, let's let's get back amazing. to let's get back to something that's relevant to to the podcast, which is you, right? You're the star. I won't. You're, I won't. You will. You will do what I say. I will pull the plug. No one will ever hear a word of this. I want to talk. <laughs> I want to talk about what you just brought up was being a, a, the musicianship of things. So you are a guitarist, but you're also the singer of Broken Machines, do you play other instruments or is that just, that's the extent of your talents, your vocal cords and, no, and strings? I mean, those are, those are my favorite instruments to play. Well, my favorite instrument to play, I cannot mention on the air, but those are my favorite instruments. You got to bring it to the, off. you got to um, bring it to the gutter. Son of a bitch. Got it. This was a family <laughs> show up until no, a second yeah. ago. And then your dick came out. It's like every party you've yeah, ever no. been to. 
I literally have not put on underwear this morning, and it was out when I woke up. Yeah, well, no. Um, <laughs> what the hell are we doing? No, um, uh, when I was 16, my grandmother told me that I could not sing. And to this day, I, I still think she did it to give me a push. I was like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to show you that I can. And I I went. Now, and I, now, I mean, my question would be is, did you actually say that to your group? <laughs> Listen, Grandma, <laughs> stop being a bitch. <laughs> These are my dreams you're shitting on. No, no. Um, I, I actually, uh, at the time, I was I was angry in my head, and I thought that I was like, I'll show I'll show you who can't sing. And uh, yeah. I, I I went and I learned everything I possibly could. I took I, I started listening to um, artists that that could sing of uh, that I thought at the time were just absolutely amazing, and uh, mm-hmm. started trying to mimic what they could do. And uh, that's actually what. How, that's how I learned how to sing was just trying to mimic rock stars that I love. And um, my dad plays guitar, and he always used to pull his out, and I would—I always wanted one. And that—that that was that was the instrument that I thought, no matter no matter what I did in my life, I was like, I need to learn how to play that. That's that's it calls to me, you know, like a siren in the ocean. It just kind of called to me. But um, I do play other instruments. I want to play in my head which of the songs that you have available. It's probably my, my favorite. All in my head. Um, it's probably my favorite one. So cool. here is All in My Head, uh, Broken Machines.
we could hum it now if you want. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you think that would be a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, that song, I, I knew I did good when we played that live, and two people came up after after we played and was like, I can't get that beat out of my head. Yeah, I mean, that, that opening guitar riff is almost perfect match for when I'm just dead staring into nothing. That's what my brain is doing. It's <laughs> just that. Just <laughs> Repeatedly that. until somebody interrupts and takes me out of my stupidity. <laughs> I want to play Can Oak Guess Your Influences? Okay. <laughs> All right, cool. I'm going to go with I heard some White Stripes slash Jack White in there. Very good. Yes. I said, yeah, see, I know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm you know, not a complete yeah. asshole. <laughs> Jack White is, is sort of a hero of mine. He, um, it, when I found out that he writes songs the same way that I do, writing is, is a different process for everybody. And uh, when I found out that he writes songs very similar to the way that I do, I, I, I sat up straight in my chair and I was like, that's fucking cool. You know, it's like, because <laughs> uh, I've always looked up to that guy. He's, he's freaking brilliant. That guy could take the simplest tune and turn it into a massive hit. And to me, that yep. that's talent. Because, I mean, it, if you could take three notes and make everybody sing it, you, you have something there. I want to now, now go to my second prediction of your uh, influence. I'm going to okay. go with Foo Fighters. Oh, wow. That's, dude, that is, uh, yeah. Actually, you know what? I met. Kevin, through a Foo Fighters cover band, um, I answered an ad on Craigslist looking for a lead singer for a band. I showed up. They asked me to sing a bunch of Foo Fighters songs, and then they were like, hey, do you want to be the singer for Foo Fighters cover band? And I was like, uh, fuck yeah. And um, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's actually how I met Kevin. He was the guitarist in that band. And... Uh, we hey, Kevin, friends. we should we should uh, clarify. Kevin is the drummer oh, yeah, for Kevin. Broken Machines. <laughs> yeah, we haven't spoken you, about yeah. the other member of the band yet. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. People are like, "Who the fuck is Kevin?" Right now. Yeah, this guy's no, a one man uh, show. He's a goddamn dynamo. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, Kevin is the drummer for um, for Broken Machines. He was he is still he's still in the the Foo Fighters cover band. Um, I, I dropped out of the Foo Fighters cover band because I wanted to concentrate on writing music instead of covering it. He Kevin is uh he he loves he just loves playing, so he's got uh he's got three bands right now, I think. He plays uh drums for me and he plays guitar in the other two. But yeah, that's that's how we met was uh through Foo Fighters cover band. They've they've been a huge influence in my life because they you know, they came out they came out when I was a teenager. They almost, I think, I think when they came out, they almost revived pure they, rock music, right? Yeah, they did. They, um, they kind of gave that. They were the defibrillator to um, good, solid rock, and they and they've been that that staple. They they have been the bar for um, solid uh, commercial rock since they came out, and it's it's amazing that you know, what Dave Grohl has been able to do and how relevant he's been able to stay for this long. Um, right. He's, you know, he, I mean, they just, Foo Fighters, they, I think they just won a Grammy uh, not too long ago for this last album they put out for Best Rock Album. And that's not right. the first Grammy they've won. They, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's Dave Grohl, in, in my opinion, 
is one of the most talented human beings on the planet. He, um, you know, he plays every, he plays every fucking instrument you can even think of. Yeah. And, uh, he, he just, and he, he can write a hook that, you know, that'll stick in your head forever. You know, I, 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 I dare anyone to, to listen to hero and not know the words or, um, all my life. Uh, that's, yep. that's one. We actually used that one to open when we would play with the, the Foo Fighters cover band. Cause it was so powerful. As soon as you start playing that, that riff, dun, 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 dun. And you come in and everybody's singing along instant. Now, before this is going to lead into the song that you're premiering okay. world premiere oh. on dead word interview. <laughs> World right. star premiere. Wait, wrong thing. Yeah, world premiere. Yeah, well, world <laughs> premiere. Um, I'm glad you chose a podcast that has seven subscribers to really oh, yeah, bring I... this to the masses. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think I think uh, after this, you're gonna have to revisit your decision making. <laughs> I've, I've never made the wisest choices in my life. Yeah, but, uh, well, you didn't like... start today. <laughs> All I right. just want to say that, so this song that you're um, about to premiere called Magic Touch, uh-huh. this leads me to my final prediction, even though there, I'm sure there are more influences, influences you don't even know you have, but um, <laughs> it's almost like a party rock, right? So I'm going to say that you also are influenced by bands like Buck Cherry. Uh, probably a little bit, not, not big. Uh, Buck Cherry wasn't really a big influence to me. So wrong. Try again. Ah, no. Well, two out of three nah. ain't bad. Two out of three. No, no. Two out of three ain't two bad. Two out of three. Yeah, no, it's not bad at all. No, it's it's that's a good try though. The um, Buck Terry. Um, so most of my influences are post grunge and grunge bands, but I, I like, I have a healthy respect for pop music, uh, especially '80s pop music. Um, don't get me to name any of the artists because I don't keep names in my head. I don't have time for that bullshit. But no, I, I wanted to, I wanted to do something. I wanted to do something that uh, was kind of uh, reminiscent of kind of a, an '80s ish pop, and then uh, put some real like grungy twist on it. It's it's just a sexy song. I like songs like that. Ooh. All right, well, let's get sexy. <laughs> let's get sexy with Mike Lee, Broken Machines, and some guy named Kevin who plays drums. And uh, <laughs> and play, uh, this is Magic Touch.
All right, that was Magic Touch, the world premiere made right here. You heard it. You heard it first, and you can tell your friends. But now, (laughs) please tell your friends. Jesus Christ, we need Hanson to have more listeners, and Broken Machines needs more than three. So that's right. We're we're both limping (laughs) along, leaning on each other. It's very sad. It's so sad. It's sad when the broken people lean on each other. (laughs) Yeah, that's no good. No. So, but I want to, I want to bring things down a little bit here. Papa Oak wants to turn the lights down. All right. Let's dim this out. Let's, let's get weird with it, Mike. Let's get weird with it. All right. I was, before I was was telling you to, I was telling you to put it away before, uh, but I don't know if you want to pull it away all the way. All right. Uh, my, my pull away game sucks. All right. Well then, well then we're in it. Right, we're in it for the long haul. <laughs> <laughs> so shit's about to go off the rails right now. So the first time, I don't want to say the first time I've I've heard about you or have seen you because this is probably another conversation for another time is that you are part of the writing community in in Twitter. That's that's where I've yeah. I've seen you. It, it, it seems like everybody sections off. You have musicians that sort of keep to themselves on Twitter, writers who hide themselves away from other people in Twitter. And then you have, you know, whatever rap guys, what then you have the rest of like (laughs) racist, hateful. I will not agree with anything you say, even if I agree with what you're saying, people on the other side of it. Right. But somehow you, you found one of those tiny Willy Wonka doors and came through it from music, Twitter into writing Twitter. And that's where I saw you. But what caught my attention was that you, uh, you at mentioned me, to tell me um, that that you've been you've been dreaming about all handsome Hanson Oak, right? Oh Having dreams, God. and we've never we never spoken <laughs> at that you. point. We I mean no, we haven't we really hadn't. spoken we haven't spoken before this, right? But we really yeah. hadn't interacted at all before this gentleman named Mike Lee <laughs> pops up on my notifications and goes, "Hey, Hanson." I had a dream about you. So obviously I had like if that was a link that came in an email, even though I know better than to click it because my, my computer's gonna you shit to. the bed and start smoking. I have to. I have to take that chance. So yeah. so yeah, the- let's let's go. And I want you to I want you to, to to let everybody hear it, but I want you to I really want you to talk slow. Let's talk us through it, right? It, well, Tell me right, about so, this dream. Uh all right. Well, I have I have really weird dreams. Okay, weird is an understatement for the dreams that I have. And yeah, up until this point, I think the most interaction you and I had ever had was liking each other's posts. And I think at that time, like you had you had liked like like two of mine. You were like, "Fuck this guy! I think this one. I'm just gonna do this because I feel pity for him." And like you would come up and that's, other that's how I do that's how I do a lot of things actually. <laughs> <laughs> You had, uh, yeah, you had, I'd, like, I'd seen you mentioned in conversations with some of the people that we both know. And uh, imagine my surprise when I wake up in the morning and I'm like, what the fuck? I had this dream and it just all comes flooding back. My apartment is directly connected to uh, uh, a city park called the Great Hills Trails. Um, mm-hmm. And it's my, my backyard are, is miles and miles of walking trails and woods and, uh, a nice little stream that comes through and uh, little tiny cliff sides and stuff. Like it's, it's gorgeous. It's, it's one of my favorite places in the world. And um, 
in the dream, I was walking through these woods. And there were, there, there were other interactions with some people. But then uh, it, I, I think it was my, my friend Frank shows up in the dream. And I'm like, hey, where's Hanson at? And he goes, uh, mm. he says something about, oh, he lives in the building next to you. Go yeah, find does. him back there in the woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. knock on I'm some like, doors. Knock on some of, doors and, and bring Hanson into the mix. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, and so, so in the dream, it all makes sense to me. I'm like, yeah, well, duh. I mean, of course he lives over there. So yeah. I go, I go, I go, prance it through the woods looking for you. And you, and again, I have no like you. You show up like out of nowhere, like we're old friends, okay? And I'm, I don't remember what I asked you, but you were like. You know, if you find some mutilated deer back in the woods, then you're welcome to have some. And I was like, cool, man. Thanks. And then I, I, I like think I went off walking. Yeah. <laughs> I went, I, I just, I accepted it. Like it was like, it yeah. was like, you were like, go have a glass of water. And I yeah, was you like, didn't say, right, first cool. of all, first of all, <laughs> what the fuck did you just say? Second of all, why are you, why are you trying to get me to eat like rancid deer meat that you just left in the wild? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, in my waking brain knows none of that made sense. But in the right. dream, I was like, that's awfully nice of this guy. You know, like <laughs> we've been friends guy. forever. Yeah, yeah. He, he's super cool sharing his yeah. shit like that. And I'm like... <laughs> And uh, uh, to me, I think I honestly I don't know what the fuck the dream meant, but I think uh, I was I was actually talking to uh, DK this morning about it. Um, I think it, it I had the dream so that it would make us interact. I think subconsciously I was like I need this guy to be my friend forever. We're gonna go get scones together and just like skip through town and listen to yeah. music. It's gonna be great. Oh yeah, well, well, you know, you're not the first person who's gone to extremes to try to get all Oak's attention. <laughs> so let me ask you this, because because we don't know each other, you've never seen me before, so this I'm very curious about this. In your dream, <laughs> what did what did I look like? Did I answer the door in like a silk robe? Like, <laughs> oh, you were. Oh, here's the thing: you weren't yeah. even in your apartment. You were just wandering around the woods, <laughs> like. <laughs> I was, I was, I was headed to your apartment to find you, and you were in the fucking woods, like <laughs> waiting for me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, of course I, was. I was like, "Cool." I was like, "Save me a trip." Cool. This isn't weird. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was. Just, hey, hey, <laughs> hey, what's up, man? Uh, nothing. Look, I uh, just killed all these deer. I hate to them to go to waste. Why don't you just go help yourself? And afterwards, meet me, meet me back in my apartment and circle your kidneys for me so I know where to start cutting. <laughs> and now, have you had any follow-up dreams? I, I, I have not had any follow-up dreams. Wait, sexy dreams? Look, no, I, you know, I anything goes on this radio station. <laughs> oh, apparently so. No, uh, I, haven't, I haven't had any um, follow-up dreams about you. I, you know, it, I've had a few dreams, though. And in the last few months of people that I've never met in person that I only know through social media, but I've had actual interactions with them. So there is a reason that my brain is like dreaming about them. But with you, I think, I, I don't know, maybe I have a crush on you or something. I don't know. Some bullshit. My brain was just like, you need to know this person. It's Do the it. beard. 
It's the beard. Yeah. It's, you know. <laughs> Men, women, it's and animals, they're right. drawn to the beard. It's, it is what it is. It, you know, it's nothing especially, I can control. I've learned to live with it. Especially deer. That's how you get them in. Yeah. No, I think, well, uh, what I do is I sprinkle, I sprinkle um, some seeds and berries in my beard and lay down <laughs> and, 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 and just up. wait. And they, they come to me. Yeah. yeah you're, you're like a, a, a natural sweet lick. For them, yeah, is what yeah. it is. I mean, I, I know, and I'm not mean about it. I'd let them have a little bit before we go. Oh, what the fuck We're are we doing? Right All right, listen, listen. No. <laughs> All right, so as we do with every podcast, you know, all two of them, I put some questions out to to the Twitter world. Give us some questions. So I'm looking through here. We'll take a few. We're running long, um, but let's see here. What looks interesting? I got um, I have to, to mention today, her. So. What's that? I said I got shit else to do today. So if you want to yeah, take I know, longer, but I can't I'm talk to, to you all time. day. I have things to do yes. that are more important but than I'm, Mike Lee. But but we you're shared just, you're a just, dream. No, you had a dream that you shared with me. We didn't have the same dream. <laughs> There's a difference. That would have been fucking weird. That would have yeah. been weird. Like if we no. were, what is and and the good thing there was a. Uh, the protection and distance of the internet with that, because if you were some guy that I worked with that you came over from cubicle, you know, on the second floor and you're like, yo man had a dream. There'd be an injunction. There would be a restraining order. <laughs> I'd get you fired and removed. And what the thing is like, I was real bent up about whether or not I should post it online. And I was like, this guy's going to think I am a fucking psychopath. But yeah, also, none of that's changed. This, yeah. <laughs> I was like, this shit is weird, though. I have to share it. I can't not share it. Like it, I was. I, it took me. I think it took me a few hours to decide to actually post it online. And I was like, you know what? If this bites me in the ass, it bites me in the ass. <laughs> At least I got some deer about it. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can always delete the account and start something new. <laughs> it's not a big deal. <laughs> So I have to ask, let's see, uh, one question is from Ryan Leslie, a.k.a. The Witch. Um, if I did not ask this question, then she would make my life hell. She asked me, this is a question for me, back off my show. I'm, I'm, she asked okay. if I can sing and what it's like to have such a badass sister, um, i.e. her. Uh, can I sing? Well, I was in a band as a teenager when I was all angsty. But we were not a rock band. We were like a, uh, a metal band. So there was more of the less of the singing and more of the screaming. Right. Which back yeah. then was acceptable because that was before you had clean vocals with the screaming vocals where a single singer could do that. Yeah. So it didn't go very far. It was my angsty teenage days. Can I sing like Mike can sing? No, not even not even in the same ballpark. And I don't try unless I'm trying to annoy my wife. Um, let's see. Let's find another question that's actually directed towards you. Hold on. Wait. Backtrack. Yeah. You did not mention what it's like to have such a badass sister. I'm going to go ahead and call you out on that right now. Uh, you son of a bitch. You're just scared of her. <laughs> I don't blame you, but you're scared of her. Um, what it's like having such a badass sister. Now, just to clarify, because there is some confusion going around on Twitter, um, the witch is not actually my sister by blood. She's just like my Twitter sister, because, again, this is going to come down to our interview in a couple months 
we've had a very rocky start to our, our relationship, much like a brother and sister might. And we enjoy tormenting each other like a brother and sister do. So that's why we're we're brother and sister on, on Twitter. But what's it like having such a badass sister? I think it's time to wrap this goddamn thing up. I think it's time to put a bow on it and send it out to uh, the three listeners that are going to download it. And uh, I guess so. we're going to take it from there. So thank you very much for, for coming on to uh, my little podcast here yeah, and, yeah. and uh, spreading your joy. So is there any yeah. shows, anything that anybody should be looking out for? Uh, oh, actually, um, this song, The Magic Touch, actually finishes up our EP that it's just a self-titled EP, Broken Machines, that I'm going to be putting on our Bandcamp page. So um, if anybody wants to go get it here in the next few weeks, I should have it up. Um, they can just go to our, our Bandcamp page and load it. And um, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's the most exciting thing in my life right now. I haven't put out any kind of album or EP in a long time. All relevant links and everything will be um, along with this on uh, my website. I'm sure we'll put it on Twitter and whatever else. Go check out Broken Machines, Mike, and that other guy, Kevin, who has something to do with the band. And uh, thank you very much. We'll see you next time. <laughs>